0: Listeners, sorry for the the little break, but we had some things going on in the family, Uh, but we are back uh, and I'm excited to have today's guest on. She came into our lives about seven years ago.
1: Correction, 11 years ago.
0: 11 years ago. (laughs) Correction. (laughs) (laughs) Long time ago, uh, but time flies. Upon first meeting, such a joyous individual, and uh, has since joined in on all of the, the usual Duke festivities, which has been freaking awesome. Uh, so I'm always excited to have uh, a family member on. So, ladies and gentlemen, Corey Da Vinci Code.
1: All right, the cross greens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is Thank it? you, da- for Davio? Me. Davio. Davio. Davio, yes. which is French Canadian yes. for David.
1: Yes, perhaps I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are going with that.
0: The reason that I wanted to have you on is because obviously I'm big into music. Yeah. Um, and one of the the first things that we learned about you was was how you and uh, Colin met. Yes. Which was uh, while he was in Vegas mm-hmm. uh, giving tours to the stars. <laughs> exactly. Um, you you were doing musical stuff. Yes. Right? Um mm-hmm. how long were you in Vegas for?
1: I was since I was 22 and I moved oh gosh, let me do the math. I'm just going to say about 7 years okay. in Vegas. Okay. I'll say 7, 7 or 8 years.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now we'll travel back a little bit. Um so you are one of four kids? Yes. Yes, Kay. I am.
1: Mhm. I have a twin sister. And so I have an older um, sister, she's 41 years old, and then an older brother, he's uh, 39, and then we are the babies, no longer the babies, we're 36, <laughs> and we're twins. So
0: um, so now, was there always music in the family? Like, do mom and dad sing and all that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to say. My, um, my dad um, was in a band and with his brothers, and oh. it was called the Three Vs, because our last name was, is Veselka. My maiden name.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so they would perform just for weddings, and oh, they're
0: they big... a wedding band, yes. wedding singer.
1: Yeah, just like Adam Sandler. It was even cooler, <laughs> <laughs> and it was my dad. My um, my uncle was the accordion. My wait a second. Yeah.
0: You have an Coca. uncle that plays. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I didn't know that. That's yeah. freaking awesome um okay so are you guys polish
1: Um. no my husband is my (laughs) correction my
0: husband is (laughs) um wow that's wild i didn't know that part
1: yeah it was really cool and so i think that's why my dad always had this like joy in his eyes when he watched us because it's a lot of behind the scenes work with music it wasn't always just the stage stuff It's entirely behind the scenes with the practicing and whatnot so that rehearsing is like he was so proud of our work ethic. He'd always say work ethic. It, it is a work ethic. You know, you got to keep going, going. You know, you're always, oh, yeah. always grinding <laughs> and it's never ending and you always have new ideas. So it's Yeah.
0: Fun. Well, yeah, it's really easy to get in that mode of like when you start to learn something yeah. and you're like, OK, I got it. I want to play with something else. Yes. So like you spawn off. Yeah. So I'll think that I have like a song down. Yeah. And then when I go to record it, I'll. Like I actually don't remember what the the fucking second verse is. Like
1: that's why you need a twin sister because she'll remind you.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so as far as uh, like your memory goes, because you play guitar or no?
1: Uh, I was learning drums. Kristen was learning guitar. We were thinking because in Vegas it's better if you're just smaller band because then you'll you a will get paid more, but b you'll get hired more because the casinos don't want to pay a five-piece band. They want to, you know, pay two people that can play the guitar and sing, you know? So we oh, were like, okay. oh, let's spawn off and do that. But we didn't quite get there because we kind of stopped the cur- the music part eventually because we wanted to get married. Those men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ruin it all. <laughs> um Okay. So growing up, there you guys were not playing instruments? No. We were okay. always
1: just singing harmony. We were always just say our voices are, are instruments but that was just an excuse we just didn't play music our instruments. I
0: so many people that sing like shit and yeah. can play guitar really well so yeah. i think that 1000 your your voice is an instrument
1: yeah totally and it's fun because when you would like write your own music you would actually put different like whistle voices in just the background and you it's like just a sound you make and it really elevates the song so I don't know. I believed it was an instrument. I guess it is, but yes. its own little instrument.
0: Yeah. You stop down playing it. It is <laughs> I'm an that instrument. Type of <laughs> you I'm are. You cool. are insanely modest. I, yeah. I I will say like I, I've noticed that you almost get uncomfortable if the compliment is too yes, goes too beyond.
1: And then I'll point the, the conversation back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's my defense.
0: Like, growing up, were you a, a shy kid then?
1: No, I wasn't. No, I was pretty outgoing. But the only thing is making friends with people. I'd always have my sister, so I just didn't feel like I needed to really put myself out there. So I guess I didn't exercise those communication skills. And I took that as long. So now I only have a few friends in life. <laughs> and <laughs> I've become less interesting. So I have less less friends.
0: So that makes sense, though. Like... <laughs> I, I I talk about this a lot with comedians, which is majority of us at least have anxiety. Yeah, and when we're on stage, yeah. we're kind of hiding behind this other person.
1: Total, total. So
0: it, it's like it is a lot like having somebody else there with you. Yeah, because once we get off stage, I mean, I'm. An exception, uh, but there's a, a lot of comics that are like, I don't really want to talk to anybody. Isn't I just, that crazy? I just, I did my my stuff, yeah. I did my interacting with people, and now I'm yeah. all done. I need to.
1: We, as a hundred percent agree, because we would do like my sister, I will say we, my sister and I. Yeah. But because um, we're always together. We're, when we we're in Vegas, we would always do like say karaoke shows, they'll hire you for karaoke shows, so we'll host that, or just DJing an event. Or, But a lot of the times, it was always our voices on the microphone. And how are you guys doing tonight? I hope you're having a great time. And we'll say silly things because we like listening to our own voices. On the- <laughs> <laughs> and we make each other laugh. It was fun. But once you have to get out in the crowd, and that was a good thing about having a sister. Because she was more outgoing than I was. So she would go out in the crowd and like, how are you guys doing? And make everybody feel comfortable. I was shy. I was like I'm just going to put the next song on be a loud mouth on the microphone but I couldn't really just talk to people until I was done with the career which was weird. Sure. I felt yeah, I felt more connected to people after the career. I don't well, know what that was I about.
0: mean I think that makes sense because it it goes back to when you're interacting with the crowd, you are the main focus. Yeah, you don't know these people, but they know what they saw on stage. Yeah, and so they want to focus on you like a hundred percent. Yeah, which can feel really uncomfortable. Really? I think that's a, the same thing with comics. Is like people want to ask how we got into comedy or how we started doing this, or they'll try to highlight a joke that you did that was really good. Yeah, and if you're not uber extroverted, yeah, then. Yeah, it can feel really uncomfortable. But isn't
1: that crazy? Because say you're a comedian, you go on stage and you do comedy. It's like you would assume as the, you know, viewer, you are going to be the person that's an extrovert and you're going to have a lot to say and you're going to give more, give more to us because we're the consumer. We want more from you. And it's like you're exhausted. You depleted yourself on stage. You're done. Yeah. Got to go home. (laughs) And I love you. I love you all. (laughs) But I'm we're just human and we're fragile (laughs) and insecure. Yeah, You know, so we're we're playing this big role, but we're really just trying to entertain and hope you like us.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when did you and your sister like, like, did you guys do like a talent show or when did you start performing?
1: We were 16 years old and it was a time period of um, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, all the groups, you know, and we were so inspired and we were just like, okay, well, my mom thought we should be models and because we're twins identical and let's just push her. So my mom kind of was like a stage mom a little bit, too, but a loving one. And we were on board for it. And um, we just started doing music at, in Chicago. And it was like the fine arts building in Chicago. And we were just always driving every weekend, every Saturday Oh whoa! with my mom, Kristen and I. And we go back and forth, back and forth. Funny thing about Chicago is there's a lot of like recording studios. Mm-hmm. And you got like Lupe Fiasco's producer producing you and you're like cool I mean they'll send us tracks and we're like cool we'll just and of course we have to pay for them but it's not that much money and we could put on a resume we you know same producer it was so fun we just did a lot of like our own writing and our writing um, style was kind of R&B at the time so pop R&B was great and then the funny thing about the industry is that eventually you start going well where's my you don't know who you are like how you come across so you don't really find your niche and you're just like twang around like you said you want to spawn off we started like changing our genre to later more r&b and so we'd, we'd record in atlanta georgia because you'd meet people and you're like okay well let's record in atlanta georgia we got a manager at the time and he was also like the one paying for investing in us
0: uh-huh okay hold on pump the brakes okay so i haven't
1: talked about this for you yeah i was gonna say i, I <laughs> like it's all coming back
0: uh, that's I I did not know about Atlanta. Chicago sounded a little familiar. Yeah. But you go from like, did you guys do anything before Chicago?
1: Oh yeah. Well, let me think. What we did was we just started off with like silly karaoke shows, and we would host.
0: Okay. Um. And this and, was in Sheboygan.
1: Um, Milwaukee, close, <laughs> close enough. Yeah, we'll say Sheboygan. <laughs> but um, what was big at that time was MySpace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what we felt like when we were getting out there, we got a 40,000 fan following. And it was because we did so many photo shoots. And, you know, and at that time, you think Britney Spears, belly shirt showing, you know, or belly tummy showing. And so you're more revealing. You look back at pictures. You're like, oh, my God, I wore that. And basically, I'm in a bikini with my twin sister. I wonder what demographic we're really hitting. But <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I'm assuming your dad was tuned into like where karaoke spots were and stuff like that. Not
1: at all. No. What? No. So you guys
0: had to do that research my mom,
1: yourself? My mom was the one that would go on like, I don't even know how she did it. I never even asked her. She would just be like, Corey, there's a, Corey, Kristen, there's a gig over here and they, they want a KJ, <laughs> whatever they call karaoke. I don't know what that goes. Yeah. But we did a, it.
0: Uh, karaoke jockey.
1: There you go. You know. KJ. Hey, um, I was but, just
0: assuming because video jockey, VJs. Yeah. DJs,
1: the only thing it
0: could have been was karate jockey, but I didn't think. Could have been. You guys were doing, did you do karate? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're weak, we're fragile.
0: So, I mean, you're just singing at home and mom and dad hear you guys singing and then mom is like, we should fucking go do this other stuff.
1: Well, we were so interested in, like, I don't know what it was. We loved the music, but she wanted to push us in the modeling route. But because we expressed interest in music, she thought, okay, that would be a good spot for us to get out. I don't know what her thought process was because she was just excited that we were excited about music for whatever reason. And thank God that she was open-minded because most parents would be like, no, you got to go to college.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Instead,
1: And she would say, this is your college because we traveled a lot. Yeah. I think it was because the MySpace with that 40,000 fan following and it was building, there were producers and, um, directors all reaching out to us saying, Hey, do you want to do, um, this modeling event? And we got like in touch with people that would do a modeling event. Um, it was called like modeling for poker or something like these poker players. And then we were the models, but we were like, we don't want to be the models. We want to be the singers on there too. So they said, well, then sing for the event. Um, so we'd go to the Bahamas. We went to Mexico. We had Nashville. It was like a list of things that Places and it was fun, but we always thought in an industry like that, and we're young girls, we better bring our mom.
0: Yeah, (laughs) she was our
1: bodyguard the whole time.
0: Wow, dude, that's so wild.
1: And so we never got harassed by the grimy men out there (laughs) because it's a shady industry. Well, yeah, it could be.
0: Especially you're doing poker gigs, like the slimiest of individuals. Like, yeah,
1: and we heard stories with the models that were on the same like event. And they were not great, pleasant stories. They were really doing things to advance their career. And for what? It was the same event we did. And it was just a passing, fleeting moment. Yeah. It didn't really get me anywhere further, but just a beautiful memory of us having a free trip. And we build our resume and we had, were safe because mom was with
0: us. Well, the the shitty thing is the it was perpetuated for so long. Yeah. And I mean, well after you guys were, were out of it, like- the the concept that you do gross stuff Yes To get to where you want to be Yes And it's and people would say everybody does this Everybody does some kind of bullshit To be able to get here Yeah Luckily the internet came along And like it was that double-edged sword Where it's like yes Horrible shit can happen But it's also a way for you to Like venture out on your own mm-hmm. Be your own promoter Yeah And not have to do all of this nasty shit
1: Wow I mean if we were there just a little Later, for the YouTube world, I think oh. we would have done well.
0: I think you guys still could do well.
1: Oh, I think we're old.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, is you could be a mom duo. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Tune in, everybody. Look at us. Th-
0: that's the- <laughs> So, like, an interesting thing, not that I'm, like, trying to make you jump back in, but the YouTube kids, Yeah. it's a lot of families. Like, yeah. families doing things together. Most of the stuff that Layla watches is families doing things together. Yeah. And- and uh, a lot of times mom and dads are artistic or, or do whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's an, it's an opportunity to like, you're still spending time with your family. You're not taking away from that. Yeah. And you're able to insert fun little things that you guys do.
1: And, and you make it a career. They yeah. actually can make a pretty good money and do that for the rest of their, well, however long it can last. I
0: forget know? What uh, the channel's called But there's this Australian family That Layla likes to watch And they just They surf And they play games And they do like
1: Oh, it might not be the same one trip. I watch an Australian family too <laughs> But she's like into fitness And eating healthy And feeding her children good food And it's like, whatever It's silly stuff But it's a real industry out there now yeah. too Or its own little vibe, you know Yeah, so.
0: for sure Yeah, it's a, it's so it's It's fascinating that like Instead of having to do all this weird fake shit. Yeah. Like families can make a career out of just loving one another now. Yeah. yeah. Which is the total opposite of like what it used to have to be. Right. Like you think about the Kardashians like. Yeah. The, the weird like mindset that they had to have. Yeah. In order to create these personas.
1: And they scripted and whatnot. So it's yeah. Kinda- well and
0: that's what I mean is like. The, eventually, they were like, oh, okay, so people like when we get upset, so let's create this atmosphere. And, like, so
1: it's acting, yeah, yeah for sure. So,
0: but they were also a real family, so it's like yeah. they would do this shit on camera and then go off and try to act normal after that and people were like no you're an asshole i thought so
1: (laughs) it's reality tv after all right
0: so it's cool that like there's a a different vibe now people
1: like mundane things i don't know what it is but it makes us feel good like oh we're all in it together i think that's what it is
0: you're absolutely right now speaking of being all in it together um the older siblings yes um did they go on any of these trips with you
1: Oh, no, they had, they did not. So my sister, older sister, older brother, they're very into fitness. So they did f- fitness competitions. So they did their own little stage thing. But um, but no, they never did. They it was always kind of like a separation between us and them. We were, we were all right now a great family. It was just when we were growing up, we got our own separate attention. I think bothered them, mm. you know. And then you know, my we my sister Kristen and I we sat down with my parents and said. Here's why we should move to Vegas. <laughs> we kept being flown back and forth to Vegas. There was so much work there. Like, oh. it's all casino work. And um, <clears throat> it was so neat. But then think about it. We we're like moving away from my, our sister and brother. Like, and my sister just had kids. Like, it was like she needs grandma. <laughs> so it was kind of torn because we had this big dream, us three Musketeers, my mom, Kristen, and I. But the other two would, you know, got slighted a little bit. So it was. It was a weird it was um it worked out in the end but we kind of had to have conversations to fix that.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah. So did you so it wasn't until later that you recognized yeah that that because I can see where um it when when certain things make sense. Yeah. Um it's hard to like wrap your mind around there being any issue with it. Yeah. Like if you're already going there all the time, yeah. then of course it makes sense. Um, your brother and sister are doing their own thing at this point. Um, you said she had kids and yeah, so it seems like.
1: They're fine. They will just, you know, do the thing and we'll, we'll come visit. But it, it wasn't uh wasn't the greatest idea after all. Like I think that maybe, I don't know what we should have done. I don't know. We were ambitious and, and in the end we had some amazing memories. So I, I I don't regret it, but there was a part of me that did, and that's why I moved back to Wisconsin. Okay, I, I moved back to Wisconsin
0: um, so I can be with my sister. Well, I was gonna say, so older sister, did your folks? They did go with you to Vegas, or no?
1: Yeah, they they ended up because you know uh, we're young girls, twenty two years old in Vegas. We're not we're gonna get eaten alive. <laughs> so we were always smart with yeah, we wore revealing things, but we never got abused. You know, so it was it was we got to do the career and never had any regrets.
0: Well, I mean, and that's, uh, that in itself is impressive because to have the foresight to be like, you know, we're well aware of what goes on out there. Yeah. We want to focus on the art. We don't want to have to worry about this other bullshit. Yeah. And just having your parents there, just having one person there can make all the difference.
1: Yeah. It was so great. It was like a, a nice support system. We had so grateful for that. And we had so many awesome memories um so i mean it was so weird i can't I, I don't know what was right still to this day like should we have done that should i don't know but that's where life took us so i gotta accept it right
0: yeah um so while in vegas um at what point did your parents move back because it was just you two at one point wasn't yeah. it? yeah
1: no there's they're still out there living it oh they are <laughs> they love it oh, yeah that's hilarious. And it's fun yeah so they they're there and then i um i moved back with my husband um, cause yeah, Colin, n- never really liked Vegas anyway. Um, and so I moved back to Wisconsin. Kristen's husband's in the air force. So they're stationed out in Utah now. So at least they, you know, can see my parents more often than I get to, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, yeah, we're all kind of spread out now, but it was kind of at a moment we were all together and ah, I don't
0: know. So I'm- you do so you you did so much, right? You, Atlanta, Chicago, did you say Hawaii too?
1: Oh, no, Mo- uh, the Bahamas. Oh, the Bahamas. And Mexico and we would even record in Nashville because we changed our career again to country. It was fun and we we went from wanting to sing like Britney Spears to just wanting to just host an event. It was fun, but mm. and so our view of what success was had to change so many times during the our career. Because we wanted to be a superstar when we were young at 16. But when we hit like 20, we're like, yeah, well, maybe we should just enjoy life and, and make a night out of the, you know, casino work, let Mm -hmm. everybody else enjoy themselves. And it was fun to us. That was success, too. So we just changed our viewpoint of success. I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of um, that it's similar in, in, in the comedy world where like really what people want to do is to be able to when you said host an event like that resonates so much because uh, live shows are associated with success yeah. in a lot of the artistic world. I mean, you think about bands like the place where they really make their money is by touring and doing live yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, so and The feeling of, like, knocking it out of the park for an audience is so different than when you're in the recording studio and there's just, like, five of you. Yeah. That were like, we did it. We did a thing. Yeah. But when you are seeing just a sea of people reacting to what you did, it's... It's another beast. It's awesome. Yes, 100%.
1: It is. That's why you go back to the studio And vibe and get your music and then you're like, oh, this is going to go right transition to stage. It is it is mind-blowingly fulfilling. (laughs) You know, you can get lost in this. And it's so fun. And the fact that we stopped, it was we never really stopped. We keep singing, you Mm -hmm. know, but we just stopped doing gigs. And yeah, but it's always in our hearts. And that's why I envy you because and there's so many people out there. You can do this for a lifetime. You don't have to stop. I don't know why we stopped. Maybe that was a failure on our end. But I just always envy people that just keep going and exp- It's an expression. Yeah. It's an outlet.
0: Well, I think you you said you like started leaving wisconsin when you were 16
1: yeah no we were 16 we were in wisconsin we started music at 16 but at 22 we left to las vegas and we worked out there for seven years and then we kind of went we well, went I, to college i more
0: mean like um like you were saying you recorded in atlanta so yeah it was vegas first and then the recording stuff started happening no
1: we started off doing chicago work like recording it was all recording okay. chicago. so that's what i
0: mean it's like you're 16 and then, so you have been doing it for a while and a lot yeah. longer than most people.
1: We were doing it for a long, yeah, 15 years total.
0: So, I mean, when you think about it in that aspect, yeah, that's a long time. And there are bands that don't even make it five years. Yeah. So I, I could see how it's a little easier to be like, you know, we've done a lot. Yeah. We could take a break yeah. or like however it is you guys worded it. Yeah. um. Do you remember, so, like, what was the last, um, because did you have, like, not necessarily (coughs) residencies, but, like, regular gigs?
1: Yeah, they're house gigs, they call it. And then, so, they'll probably do a contract of, like, two months, you'll be here um, five nights a week um, from 9 to 11. Or, no, 9 to 1, always. You know, late hours. Um, And we would just bounce to different casinos. It was literally every casino on, on the Strip. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was constant work. And then even at the end, we're like, well, we better go to college one day. (laughs) Like, got to get educated. That's kind of something important in life that you should – it's another success. Um, And so we did that, which kind of diverted our attention. But our last gig was like – we were hosting – oh, what was it called? And it was a DJ event where there was a mechanical bull. That's Vegas. And we were trying to – we got to actually – do they were putting us on radio, so they wanted us to be a radio voice ah. for a station. I Kristen remembered every detail about every casino. She would just name drop it and tell you. But I, I old age. But anyways, <laughs> so we would have been doing like KJ work. Oh, what is it called? Radio work, um, disc jockey. Mm. Um, and we would, and it, they were making like hundred K doing that. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. But that was our last gig. Was that we were getting meeting that right person and and I'm like Kristen, I think you know I'm gonna move <laughs> back to Wisconsin, <laughs> and you, you take the gig, take the gig. And she was going to school for nursing. Okay. And I wanted to go to school for dental hygiene, so we were doing that route. So she got to still keep up with the gigs, and you know, she promoted us as the Casey twins, <laughs> but just the one twin. And they still hired her, <laughs> and but she was the funny thing is you're just a voice on a microphone making the event happen and it was so thrilling and you didn't even have to have talent other than just knowing how to run the room you know it was so fun it was so many different things you could have done but we could have kept the career we could have definitely retired doing this but we just um we just kept growing doing our own things
0: well yeah and 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 that's it's so hard to stay grounded in that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I talk about, um, with comedy, like, so I didn't realize like the mental health stuff that I had going on in, until, I mean, I was 33. So like two, two ish year, two, almost three years ago. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's so easy to get caught up and then have the grandiose thoughts mm-hmm. where like, I can't even think about any other career other than being an Uber success at doing stand-up. Right. And or podcasting or whatever it is. Yeah. So even at in my 30s, it's easy to lose sight of what you should be doing. Yeah. But so, what is
1: what you should be doing though? It's a great point. Yeah, because it, it could change. And and happiness, right? Where where do you find your happiness? I don't it was music. But now it's like, oh that's so weird. Why am I feel it's it's so Continue. I cut you off. No, no, no. That that's a
0: that's a really good point because you're right. Um, I think it's all in how you go about getting there, and I think you and your sister had such a good train of thought throughout everything that you had the ability to say, "I think I can step away,
1: resilience, I, and, and move on." Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, say but for a lot of people, it's it's tough to get out of that mindset because when you get your brain wrapped around being a part of the industry leaving it it's like why would i wh- what was the point of doing what all of this other point? yeah all this other shit but yeah so it's incredible and, that you were able to do that and maintain your sanity and yeah. not like have loads of regrets and shit like
1: it, i 100 percent understand it's like it was everything to us we were always in the basement recording or writing the next lyric and um, uh, performing, we would even do choreography in the beginning of oh, really? that was the time period. Yeah. It was so silly. What a transition though. And it kept, and I think that's what life is all about. You're so passionate about things and you're like, well, in your mind at that point, I firmly believed that was the only thing that would make me happy. And if I were to have known that we would have stopped, I would be like dead failure. Or you laugh at it going, why would it, what I wanted to be Britney Spears, but it was so much more than that in our heads we would rehearse like crazy. And and maybe we were stiff with our, our thought process and rigid, we were rigid. Mm. And so many times you had to feel that failure and then you look back and the further you're away from it, you go, oh, there's clarity. The further you're away, you're like, oh, I can see it now. The picture is the bigger picture. I get it. Who care? It's pride. I think it was pride with me that I was like, I had to be the best and I had, but it was, it was just pride. It was a, a human... Uh, error <laughs> you know it's like a, i don't know if i'd say
0: error because um it's i don't think Character. that you were yeah there you go um i don't think that you guys were were trying to be better than or at least yeah. it, it doesn't appear that way never
1: it wasn't like we it's, didn't want to be the best we just wanted to be the best at what we can do but yeah it wasn't about being superior over anyone else or being the next big thing it was it was I don't know what it was. It was, I still don't know what that was. I think it's... But we did it.
0: There's, um, you know, people say money doesn't buy happiness, yeah. which absolutely, sure. Like Great. fame isn't everything. Yeah. But if you have the right mindset, which is, I just want to be good enough to be a part of this. Yes. To be able to support a family or, or you know, support myself um, and do what I love is a really tough thing to to get to that point. Yeah. So, if you can obtain it, that's a huge thing. Yeah, yes. And so, that's what it seems more like that you guys were just like, you understood what you needed to do in order to have an apartment, in order to have a house, like the things that you need in life. Yep. And yeah, to be able to go along those steps and say, we can still, we know people so that we can still be a part of this thing. Yes. And yeah, that's, it, it translates. Big time into comedy because I've started to meet people who, like, I'll joke and be like, oh, "I mean, I don't get why you're not like on Colbert's show or or whatever," and they're like, "I actually just kind of want to be able to tour, do X Y Z, and that's it. I don't that's it. I don't want to have to be like uber famous or anything right. like that. Like, like I was saying before, like being able to do what you love and." Financially support yourself That's is it? a massive success,
1: but it's always this like tug of war in your brain. Anyway, going cause like a, once that song has been recorded or that gig has been done, your your comedian gig, your that one's done. It's like oh, that was a success, awesome, feels so great. Then you're like new day, okay. Well, what's a new form of success? It's just you're always reaching for more and more. But um, just feeling comfortable in the moment is the hardest thing for everyone, I think.
0: Yeah, the next day after a gig. There's a weird bubble where it feels like there's n- absolutely nothing there. Yeah. Because, you know, you're you're prepping for it. You're getting ready for, you know, do I have, did <laughs> I get, do we get the set list right? Yeah. All these things. And if it goes well, yeah, that next day there's just nothing there. And you're like.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, it, it it's a it's a weird little pocket of Like
1: you're depleted of all your energy, you gave it all. You gave yeah. birth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again,
1: <laughs> and again and again.
0: And then you're just in your pajamas looking at your backyard like I now there's normal stuff.
1: Normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: 100%. So um, when you had that discussion with your family that you were going to go back to – what made you want to go back to Wisconsin?
1: My s- older sister, Kara. I um, started reflecting on how they would – they felt. Like, it was always just us, us and the career. And, and not – you know, they, she went – Kara went to school and she did her path. And it never conflicted with us. Our, our path never really conflicted with hers until we took mom and dad away. <laughs> then it did. <laughs> but I didn't realize that till later. And when I got a little older, I started feeling like, geez, wait a minute. My actions really probably hurt someone else. And I was just genuinely um, and maybe being naive, just trying to follow my own dream, not thinking what oh, is hurting somebody else. So she was a huge reason why I moved back.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. So it was partly fueled by guilt?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I felt guilt. And then I felt like, well, hey, I'm my own person and, and I no longer am with Kristen and my mom making a decision. I'm going to move back. I I think I turned into an adult that day <laughs> and started thinking about like, hey, what about my life? Let's see where we can. Let's let's take it back to where I want to go.
0: I mean, did you have that discussion with your sister as to like because um, it, it, it's got to be interesting. Like, did she ever express that she mm-hmm. had resentment? Yeah. Yeah.
1: She was. Um. You know, we'll have like maybe girls' night, and we'll have a glass of wine, watch Bachelor. Well, wine's not a good thing because it brings out every emotion, and it sure did. Um, she would cry and just say, "Well, it just felt like she felt maybe a little alone, and so especially with having kids, um, it, grandma's not there, <laughs> and so it was kind of hurt her at that point. And she's gotten over it, you know, but it took a lot of conversations and. Um, we developed a tighter relationship.
0: What about your brother?
1: Mikey. Oh, Mike. That's interesting because Mikey had a point in life where he was looking at society and was thinking he didn't like the rules and the conventional way of living. Um, I can't explain it, but he was did not like how people conformed. Mm-hmm. wasn't natural. So he did this thing where he... Was going to walk, <laughs> um, all the way. He's like, I'm just gonna live off. off what is that called? Off the grid. Off the yeah. Grid? So I was just gonna live off the grid, and I'll hunt my own food, and I'll drink my own. I'm like, I got him a water straw that was like a purifier. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh
0: gosh. Did he express any of that resentment stuff?
1: I think the reason why he um he well what he did was he started walk. Okay, so he was walking a. Across the America. <laughs> and he went on this long adventure on his own to find himself. Okay. Um, And I think maybe that was a, a big part of it was that mom and dad moved away. And, and you know, he's a guy, so he's not going to s- express it. Um, I'm not to say sure. all guys are not expressive. It's just that he dealt with it his own way.
0: Well, and he grew up in a time where men don't have feelings like that. No, yeah. Uh, you bottle that shit up. Yeah. And any... Any form of depression was supposed to be dealt with like blue collar work. Like yeah. you're just supposed to invest yourself into work and just, you know, keep your nose on the grindstone and, mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. Yeah. Don't confront your feelings at all.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and um, I think that uh, blew up <laughs> and he went on this long adventure, Um, uh, but he made his way to Vegas. He walked <laughs> to Vegas? He was, wa- he's such a fit guy. Mikey is so fit. Uh, he and i don't know how he ate <laughs> on the road i'm sure he guys <laughs> wildlife but i don't know what he did i he's not, i never really talked deeply about it cuz it was kind of a his own adventure and he was sensitive about it i think oh okay um but anyways he um he made it back to um vegas he did hitchhike a couple times so, so it wasn't all completely on foot yeah. but at that point when he got to vegas he had an epiphany <laughs> and he um he started thinking well maybe there's a little bit of um like society is okay. It's just that we're all like I said, there's flaws. We're human yeah. and we're not perfect. And there's things that can aggravate us entirely. So I think Mikey had to find a balance of um I think he needed to find a girl
0: <laughs> <laughs> and get
1: married. Because <laughs> I think he was a little too rough on yeah. one side and he needed some soft well, softness.
0: When when you become aware of how things operate yeah it's it's it, it can be really tough to bring yourself back down and to accept the fact that you're one person and the amount of change that would need to happen for the world that you believe should be you know uh or or how you believe the world should be operating yeah um that takes decades so nice. it, it's hard to ground yourself and you know to hold it's like when i became an atheist like i thought that i needed to fucking wake everybody up and like guys you're giving your money away to these evil fucking religions and you do you just get consumed because Mm -hmm. you start to look at everybody around you and you're like it it hurts that you're being affected by this yeah and it hurts that like that that in, in the What I'm assuming Mikey was feeling is like in a capitalist society, uh, people are forced to have X amount of money at all times.
1: Yes. Yes. And what is the standard of success?
0: Yeah, exactly. And for some people, like you have three kids and you're working at McDonald's and you think about the families that are in L.A., like the amount of struggle that they go through just just to fucking live and support their family. is. Insane, yes. and so the society that we've built is accompanying that. So when you start to go down that rabbit hole, it's really easy to feel that gravity, all that weight just come down and be like, Oh my god, like what am I doing?
1: Right, right. And so,
0: there are a lot of people that do that. Do you know who Mike Posner is?
1: No, well, I think I've heard that name.
0: Uh, took a pill on Ibiza. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. So, he was on a trip of, like, living the R&B, like, glamour life and being um, eccentric and all of these things. And then he had an epiphany one day, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm living like an asshole. Yeah. Like, uh, so he walked across America.
1: Oh, gosh. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's a really fascinating. <laughs> People do it. <laughs>
0: it's a really fascinating story. Like, uh, he's done a couple of the interviews, um, but at one point he got bit by a snake and, like.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! But yeah, he. I'd love to look that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild, and so it's interesting to see like a guy that was so, you know, like going to Met Gala yeah. and all living these living the car- life, yeah, all of these things, and then he's he seriously looked like fucking um, Forrest Gump,
1: like <laughs> stripped it all down, and
0: he had the beard, yeah. he would lost a bunch of weight, yeah. Like So it's fascinating to see that that transition, right? But it does create this clarity you have so much time to yourself my my friend uh was uh went to new mexico for he wanted to uh, do like windmill repair yeah um and uh when he first got to new mexico there was a guy that was uh hitchhiking mm-hmm. and he picked him up and the guy pulled out a knife and said pull off on the next exit and are you was, kidding me he was so upset yeah he was like, I can't believe you took the trust of, you know, like we're supposed to believe in each other and right. trust each other. He took the knife from the guy oh. while he was <laughs> telling the story. And the guy was just sitting there. Like, what he throws the? it out the window and he tells him to get the fuck out of his car. Yeah, And the guy opens up the door. And as he's about to step out, he drives off. And so it just consumed him. This one interaction that he was like. Are you serious? This is why society doesn't trust each other. Yeah. Like the one guy felt like nobody is giving me a chance, so I'm going to take it. Right. And then on the opposite end, uh, his name is uh, Chase. Chase wants to believe that we should help each other whenever we can. Yeah. And so they both were robbed of something.
1: Yes. 100%.
0: And so he did the same thing. So from New Mexico, he hitchhiked and train hopped. And did all these things all the way back to Minnesota.
1: So people do it, and that's a good way. And maybe it's a therapy
0: for him. He wanted to believe in society again. He was he was really bummed out with yeah. that interaction, and yeah. and wanted to to prove that there are, there are still good people, and there are ways to convey sincerity so that we can trust each other. Yes, yeah. So I totally get you. Mikey. I'm right there with you, buddy. Mikey's
1: awesome. And then he, he met a good girl and, and they're now traveling together and they're, she's a traveling nurse and, and they're just trying different places. It's so neat to see his, uh, his adventure on Facebook. Um, so I'm just happy for him. He's doing great. So right now all is well. It's just that he had a moment for himself and, and that's, that was growth.
0: So was there a moment for you that you associated uh, the next level of success is having a family Yes. Okay.
1: One hundred percent. So we were twenty five and Kristen and I were like, Oh, you know, we probably want to settle down eventually one day. Um and you can't meet anybody in Vegas because it's such a transit city. They're right. they, they come and they go. Um so we um went on match dot com. Really? <laughs> so Kristen went on match dot com. I went on a dating site called Zeus dot com and my first date was my husband, Colin. Oh no way. Yeah. And I'm like, this thing works, damn. <laughs> Mary had a, a nice little baby that's his clone, and we uh, trailed off.
0: <laughs> that's so funny because the last time we went out to Vegas, Colin had just gotten an iPhone. Yeah, and he would find out a new thing and go technology. <laughs> so I can just imagine him like finding a date and being like technology. No.
1: He said he mailed, ordered his bride. (laughs) Screw
0: you. But that's, that's fascinating because Colin is, um, Colin, like for as chill as he is, has also always been about the adventure. Yeah. So it's interesting to me when I heard that he was moving to Wisconsin, I was like, no way. Yeah. Colin? Yeah. So... Like, was that a difficult discussion or was Colin on board right away?
1: We wanted to move to San Diego, but um, uh, we didn't. <laughs> I think Wisconsin won because my sister was there. It was an easy transition. I don't think he would pick Wisconsin. Um, I don't think he that would be his first pick. But because I was happy and he was happy it was in Vegas, it worked.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah. But it's just the, um, the political beliefs there are a little different than, um, you know, elsewhere. So he's he's more liberal. Colin
0: is so Yeah. Well I mean I mean the whole fucking Midwest. <laughs> it's funny like this Roe v. Wade stuff happened and Kim was like, I'm so glad that we live in a, a blue state and it's like, well, I mean, we're fifty 50 Yeah. Like it's yeah. <laughs> cut right down. Like when uh uh gay the gay marriage bill was passed in Minnesota, yeah, it was fifty one to forty nine. Are you kidding me? So like almost literally the yeah. state was cut in half yeah. on whether people should have the right to marry who they want. Right. So, like, yeah, I think, here, hold on. It's a a gain booster. Yeah. So that's why I I was (laughs) able to have the microphone so far away, but now it it seems like it's shitting out on me. It's
1: okay. It's gone through a lot of abuse. (laughs) I feel comfortable. I'm, like, closed in with microphones and things around me and wieners, you know, it's great.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I like to have this room look like a teenager's bedroom. Yeah. Because even though we're talking about heavy stuff, like, I think a lot of these things help ground people. Yeah. Like, we have Satan who just wants you to believe (laughs) in yourself.
1: (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's Um, inspiring.
0: But, yeah, I mean, you go into the Midwest and... I mean, the whole country really now is yeah. pretty 50-50.
1: Right, right. And it's really hard to s- swallow. You know, it's kind of like, why don't you think like me? And yeah. here's why. You're never going to convince that next person.
0: And it's funny well, because could, there's a massive, like, uh, vein of people who don't really give a shit. Oh, Like, yeah. at the tattoo shop, people with all different viewpoints come in. Yeah. And every single artist is able to have a discussion no matter what stance they have on a thing. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is just being able to listen. Yes. A lot of the things that we vote on or um, lean towards are mostly now based out of fear. Yeah. There's a lot of fear, especially the the Roe v. Wade thing. Like yeah. I can imagine if you're a conservative person, the idea of a child's life being taken away is terrifying. Right. Um. If your viewpoint is that, you know, life begins at conception. On the other hand, it's terrifying for women because it, it goes past. It's not just an abortion thing. Yeah. It's a literal right that you have that's, that's being taken away.
1: And these men are deciding yes, this for us. I know. Like, we're going back. We're going back, guys. Uh, yeah. And what about, like, emergency situations? What if there's an e- e- to- ectopic pregnancy you yes. know it's not it's a non-vital you know baby and so at that point it's more of an emergency for the mom yeah but they you know that's that's a little gray area and, yeah and then rape rape and incest you know all that so it's kind of it's a it's kind of a, a i understand why a lot of people are upset
0: yeah so i mean but on e- so that's i think it's a good example because on either side it's terrifying yeah um yes. with hillary and trump it was like both sides were like these both of these guys suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but you don't when- <laughs> want any of them. They both suck. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're gone. <laughs>
0: Sons of bitches. Um, but yeah. So a lot of that stuff is is fear based. And so when you talk to people who have like a strong stance on a thing. Yeah it's impossible to break their walls down because fear. If they let this thing, if they give a little bit, then Mm. that means something awful can happen.
1: Right. On
0: either side of things.
1: Right. It's control.
0: Yeah. I want more control. And and it's hard to grab onto anything anymore. It feels like, you know, we have school shootings constantly happening. We have all this scary, scary shit happening. So if we give it all, then we're going to, we're, we're losing our safety zone. Right. Losing like, so that's why a lot of, you know people's inner circles are all like it's a you know uh, uh hive mind like yeah. we know that this thing is wrong we know that that thing is wrong and, yeah. and the only way to protect our kids is to not let them interact with these other families.
1: Isn't that crazy? But well, the funny thing is like, cause now I clean teeth. I'm a hygienist. I talk to people and they like to express their beliefs on me. And well, when
0: they talk, they're like, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Oh, I've, I'm a chatty person. <laughs> person. I don't know. I feel so sorry for them, but they, they like it. And I still get my job. I don't know. It works. They do chat. <laughs> um, but they always talk about their political beliefs. And, um, and if it's not mine, I still have my ear open. Like you said, I keep your ear open, doesn't matter. I learn we'll learn. And I've realized in after the political talk, we'll have just talk, small talk about our families. We're so much alike. Yes. It's like I actually really like you. And yet, if you were to post this mean thing on Facebook and if I posted back like that, we'd hate each other. Yeah. But we were so much more relatable than we re- we are all very relatable. And that's yeah. a sad thing right now.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember um, when, like, my big atheist trope was going on. I have a friend who's very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would get in these intense arguments on Facebook. And oh, then pe- people no. would, would see, like, photos of us together, though. Yeah. Because, like, we were able to... Uh, this guy, Logan, like, he was, like, the first person where we were able to, like, just go all out. Mm-hmm. But when we see each other in public, it's like, oh, dude, it's, f- it's <laughs> fucking so good to see you. <laughs> Love so, like, that. you learn that, like, yeah, that... Th- there are, you can have really strong beliefs, but that d- that doesn't mean that the other person is inherently bad. No, it's like absolutely L- not. Landon, when he was uh, younger, uh, and the whole Trump thing was going on, Kim and I obviously talking loads of shit, mm-hmm. not really thinking about what Landon's gonna have to say about it. Right. And um, one day he goes, "Dad, Trump's Trump's dumb," and I'm like, "Absolutely." <laughs> And he it's goes, absolutely. people who vote for Trump are dumb. And I was like, well, hold on. And so it was this moment where I was like, ah, I know how I think, but I'm not thinking about how I'm coming across. Yeah. So like Facebook is such an easy one to get sucked into yep. and like say your viewpoints. But
1: <clears throat> a concrete division then. Yeah. For sure. It's
0: it's really easy for it. Like you were saying, like for it to to seem like uh really visceral and um, like the thing that you're saying means that I fucking hate you.
1: Yes. Like, it's
0: not just that I have this belief. The fact that you don't means you're the fucking worst person possible.
1: But people believe it. And even when they're expressing it in person, they have this anger behind them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, And I'm just trying to. And also, if it doesn't resonate with me, I still... I'm just filtering it out and still listening because what, what good good is being closed off anyway. Yeah. Right. And I think it's just my nature. So, um, but then I've, after I have, after I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely mad. At, I'm, I, I don't see eye to eye. We're still having a conversation. I got to clean these people's teeth. At the end, I find myself laughing with them and laughing hard. And I'm thinking that's weird. We are a lot alike, more alike than, than we all know. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go in this world. This world is kind of getting crazy. So well,
0: so with the, the travels that you did, were you guys like, did you keep to yourselves or did you get a chance to go and like m- interact with locals and stuff like that?
1: Um, not the locals. No, no. We were always just like networking with producers okay. and entertainment directors. And, and that was kind of like a, its own little industry so the industry we were connecting with okay not the people we were it's funny because we'd um we're such homebodies so we would hit the stage we'd perform we wouldn't even have a drink <laughs> in vegas we wouldn't because we drive home and we are goody two shoes and then we drive home but we entertained the crowd and but we really didn't want to stay around for a drink with anyone it was in but we like them which was weird i always thought about them like but these are the people I wanted to perform for, then you think is it just selfish? And I just wanted to put my I don't know. I don't know. But
0: it, I think it's your threshold.
1: It was, what do you mean?
0: So um like like we were talking about before with that whole like when you're on stage, yeah, you're you're showcasing something. Yeah. So it's easy to separate yourself yeah. and, and, and say, the crowd likes these sounds. The crowd yeah. likes this harmony. Yes. Um they don't know me at all. Not at
1: all. And, and they probably and won't know you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like when you get off stage and they want to mob you with praise and all of these things, it's like, you don't fucking know. You know, yeah. you know, nothing. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm glad that you liked this, but like, I'd like to keep our relationship at that. Yeah. Is like the, I'm glad that I was able to make you feel away and, you know, take you out of your work week or whatever right. for this time being. But like, that's, that's my comfort zone. So that's what I mean with threshold is like. It's amazing yes. that you got to express yourself and you got to do all these things. But like.
1: I got to go home now.
0: <laughs> yeah. You still have your limits. I'll
1: see you next week. <laughs>
0: there, are, there are people that can go balls out. and I can't. And like, props uh, to
1: you for being resilient.
0: Have you heard of uh, Bert Kreischer? No. Oh. So he's this stand-up who is super famous. Mm-hmm. And he will say, I'm going to this bar after the show. He and, wouldn't go. And, and, and like thousands of people will show up at this bar and he'll interact with all of them or like steve-o yeah after every single show we'll take a selfie with every single person
1: i probably would have done that because then it would be like oh but then it's the show continues on it's like you're still acting though right you're still acting like this person because otherwise if they see you it's kind of more, you let it down, let them down or something. It's like this persona. I,
0: I have noticed in the way that you communicate is very... Um,
1: My husband calls me alien. No, no, no. <laughs> Robotic.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I think you were... <laughs> he married me. You were conditioned to respond in a certain way yeah. Yes. for so long. 15 years is a long fucking time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, Madonna lived in London for like five years and had a slight British accent Yeah, like it just fucking happens so so what I noticed though is like there's uh in your response it's very like clear and concise yeah and I I see you trying to make sure that you're hitting
1: yeah wherever
0: the person was trying to go
1: yeah well, yeah
0: um so I mean how how do you relax now
1: I um I love running I'm a good I oh, love it. Really? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Like I remember with your dad, you everybody's like, Yeah, you runs six miles every morning. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best feeling. Um, I like run three miles, three, four miles every five days a week. I mean, that's my it's not like long distance. It's just what I love to do. That's that's my relaxed time.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. fitness Um, I I am gonna live till I'm a hundred, everybody.
0: That oh. is my goal.
1: That's my new level of success. Okay. Yeah, longevity. Eat healthy. Do right. No shortcuts.
0: Good for <laughs> you. Yeah. See, and the, and uh, with the that exception makes... of
1: going to the lake, your mom <laughs> feeds us very well. <laughs> Forget that. Yeah. All rules out the window.
0: If you're not in the water, you're eating.
1: Yes, she's a good woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, that that makes so much sense in in like your your character because. Um, it really isn't about um, appearing successful to other people. Yeah. It's the what will be long lasting. Yeah. And running and doing those things. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that like really takes you away from family. No. Like. In y-
1: fact, you're going to live longer for your family. You're going to be more agile for your family. And then I think it also helps with the anxiety. You yeah. know, I don't need any anxiety medication because I got my run in. You know, it's a, a therapeutic, or some way the chemicals just balance itself out.
0: Yes, I will say because um, I've met—I mean, I've—I don't know—a hundred people uh, when it comes to interviews and all this stuff. Probably over a hundred by now. But um, the runners, when they get injured, yeah, get in like a deep lull because. Oh my gosh. Um, you're missing that those endorphins which uh-huh. help you get that serotonin yep so your bank starts to get depleted yeah um so you should i'm not saying get on pills but i'm saying like
1: <laughs> no that's okay if you need to go that's fine too that thank goodness that there's that's out there
0: i'm saying you
1: oh me oh. have
0: your backups girl oh my gosh so <laughs> beyond running like make sure have
1: that your backups. for real, like it's
0: it's important um to you know yeah. like because it's easy to...
1: Rely on one thing <clears throat> to get you there. Well, That's but also feeling.
0: because of the that 15-year span of communicating with industry types and being careful of the way that you word things and making your goals clear to them. Yeah. Like, it's easy to... There was a lot of stuff that you're holding back on.
1: Yeah. You kind of like slight yourself a bit.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. like getting out of that mode to make sure that you you twist your ankle and you can't do the thing right um making sure that like you have Colin to say I'm feeling pretty bummed out like I you know because I don't have this like I have negative thoughts that come in right some some type of grounding mechanism yeah uh, because i I do think you you are very uh good at being positive and finding positive yeah. things uh but yeah, making sure that you are important and not in the sense that you're better than others but like your well-being allows other people to be happy yeah um you know they there's that that trope uh happy wife happy life oh I don't like that <laughs> I don't like that either it's, uh-huh. just be
1: equal partners guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's be equal
0: but the takeaway from that is that in a partnership yeah. if one is really low then it's going to affect the other one yeah and so you both should be there for each other but making those points clear to say like if i'm if i'm not up for doing this it might mean that i didn't get my run in today or yeah. i didn't get to do whatever yeah so just yeah to keep in touch with yourself and and make sure that Not letting your happiness or your sanity slide away. Yeah. Just for the. Well, just for the sake of being um, like, I hate to say, but like politically correct is kind of what we grew up like. Yeah. That's our society. That connotation, like where. You, you, you're talking in a way that is super clear and making your intentions clear. Yeah. And da da da, da, da. Ugh,
1: It's ingrained though. Now it's like, there's no way out of it because <laughs> we were doing it and we were always, yeah. I honestly think because Kristen and I were so on it, like trying to be Miss Perfect, this, this, it's just never going to get rid of. So I figure it doesn't hurt anybody. If anything, it hurts me. So at least society's not hurt by it. You know,
0: that's what we're worried about. Yeah, we I know. That's sure, why you expressed it. Yes. But exactly. don't, don't worry. Cause I'm fine.
1: No. Because my goal in life is to be that little old lady that runs across the 100 meter dash line. I love my <laughs> and, stick. Oh, no. I need to Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh, no. Are you okay? I'm fine.
0: Um, you do such a good job of making other people feel important.
1: You do that, Chris. When I first met you, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I told Colin, I'm like, he is so nice, but he's honestly talking to me. Not just saying, how are you? And not listening, but you're literally talking to me. And I'm like, wow, you're like, honestly, the most empathetic person I've ever met. And I I mean that.
0: Well, thank you very Mm -hmm. much for saying that. Yeah. But you also do a very good job of that yeah. because um, when you're at uh, Hugh and Lenin's house, it's really easy to get distracted and, and uh, kind of like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you going out fishing? All right, cool. I'm going to go do this, like yeah. this and that. I see you anchor down and I've heard you say, I'm going to do this real quick, but I'm going to be right back.
1: I always say that. <laughs> Why do I do it? Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> but, but it makes them feel important. Yeah, because they and, are. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you are very good at that as well. Thanks. So we're both just incredible human beings. <laughs> we rock. <laughs> but um yeah, I like that uh you you have running and, and that thought process of success being healthy, being able to live and yeah and enjoy all all the things that you're going to see Thatcher do being yeah. able to be healthy and present for that is yeah. is a big deal and that's a, an amazing goal to have yeah um as far as
1: <laughs> it's just beating you up
0: see that's what i'm talking about these chairs bounce they're super comfy but eventually one of the fucking arms falls off it
1: punches you in the face
0: have you thought about doing voice acting
1: no have you yeah I think you'd be good at it. You mean like for cartoons?
0: Or for anything. I mean, there's animation, but there's also advertisement and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. My voice is too chalky for that. What? (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? Your voice is very clear.
0: It gets muddied up all the time. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, you think about like, so something that singers are really good at, especially people who do covers. Yeah. Um imitating other vocalists' yeah. styles. So it's a form of impersonation. Yeah. So if you think about like in terms of voice acting, mm-hmm. um you're just doing Im- impressions even if they're minor impressions.
1: Yeah, they're always which is not cool because you want to be authentic, but but it's entertainment still.
0: Like almost the entire uh Simpson cast, yeah, uh they all are like I'm just doing a shitty version of Stallone or I'm oh. just doing a shit, <laughs> and it and it creates this entirely new ca- character. character so like like who are some singers that you can imitate
1: oh uh, well,
0: I... like can you do a share
1: <clears throat> no don't you make <laughs> me sing cut cut <laughs> do you believe in life love? a little bit more okay, <laughs> <you> feel, okay? <laughs> um, beautiful <laughs>
0: Uh but yeah, I, I I think um there's there's no end to the things that you can do with your voice is is what I mean. Yeah. Um so there's like for any, you know, uh regret or whatever that you have, there's always an opportunity to yeah. do more with it. You never that's the incredible thing, uh uh Mel Blank, the guy who did all the Looney Tunes voices. Yeah. Got into a violent car accident oh no and was in a coma for a little bit and when he came out of it they brought the recording studio to him and he was still doing voice acting wow. in a hospital bed
1: wow so
0: you could be on the brink of death
1: and and, still...
0: s- and your voice is still this incredible instrument
1: it's an instrument yeah or tool that you, you can go. use I'll so back around <laughs> yeah
0: so when uh it, fall of 2023 Corey and i have a cartoon coming out (laughs) it's called who who's in my soup (laughs) today (laughs) as far as the parenting stuff goes yeah what has been the most surprising aspect of being a mother
1: being a mom that you can't think about yourself anymore (laughs) the idea of getting a cup of coffee is out the window okay (laughs) no right now i've got a one-year-old so he's toddler and he's putting everything in his mouth i'm a helicopter mom i'm not proud of it (laughs) my husband's points it out all the time it's still not getting rid of that tendency of mine so that's hard it's that really is hard you want your little love bug to live (laughs) yeah it's your goal for the day my new goal um, but yeah it's it's but it's been wonderful um what what was the question though <laughs> uh
0: like what the most surprising aspect like you know
1: the surprising I, the yeah. most surprising is that you are um you've got a lot more to give in the in the day so you think that you've mm-hmm. depleted all your energy but after a 10 hour day of cleaning teeth I come home and I'm a mom <laughs> and I have to uh, I'm and I want to take care of my son but that's a whole new better job, um, the best job, but it is a job. And, and so your, your, um, your energy can really be pushed. Yeah. But you've got a lot of love to give. So,
0: yeah, it's, it's interesting. I never thought about it this way, but like a child in a sense is a career. Yeah. Because (laughs) there's a certain education that comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain guidelines Mm -hmm. and things that you need to do in, order to secure success yeah to, to whatever degree you can instill that mm-hmm. but yeah it is a because it's such a massive investment in creating a functioning member of society
1: that's nice a nice member of society
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so like listen
1: to others be kind to your neighbor <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so, all I want is son, and then and when he hits eighteen, I hope he still lives with me. i <laughs> no, just kidding. Helicopter yeah. mom, whoop, woof. No, but yeah, no. you're it, it's like you're you're a father. What was the most surprising thing you've learned?
0: I couldn't believe like just how fucking much I could love another human being. Yeah, like it was. It it hit me in such a massive way. Yeah. The weird thing is like. So Kim and I were separated for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I forget if we had met you during that or not.
1: I don't know. I don't think so cuz every time I- I've seen you guys together.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Unless you know you didn't express that to the world. No. Was that more private. No, we
0: we didn't do anything together when we were we were separated. Oh. But so um one night I just like had this weird realization that I was like I was like what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like I'm I'm a carny. Mm-hmm. I'm going from like fairground to fairground selling bracelets and being a weirdo. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Live it up, man. Live it up. It could have been better.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: Um, so I'm just like realizing that like I have zero goals in my life. I'm not doing shit. Yeah. And Kim is, you know, going to nursing school and all these things. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I, ah, um, and so I had texted her, I think, and then we were on the phone and I was just like, God damn, I didn't, I fucked up like big time. And she, uh, while I was on the phone with her, I didn't know she was driving to Hugh and Lenny's old house. Oh. And.
1: Why was she doing
0: that? I, I'm going to tell you.
1: Okay. <laughs> um,
0: So she shows up and I just immediately start sobbing. I'm like, God, fuck.
1: Really? This
0: was like. Cause when we got married when we were nineteen, mm-hmm. and so I had this thing in my head like, "Oh man, I didn't get to experience the world the way that the rest of you know my twenty one year old brethren are," <laughs> all this dumb shit, and so I had my midlife crisis very early.
1: That's good. Get it out of the way. <laughs> get back to life.
0: But then yeah, when I saw her, I for some reason I was like, "Pull pull your shirt up," and. She my. just showed her her stomach, and I and I like put my hand on her stomach, and I was like, "This, this is my family." Aww, like,
1: Chris. I
0: fucking th- there's no there's no one else in yeah. the world that I could see raising kids with other than you. And I, I
1: need a tissue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, like, so it was just this massive realization. So, when Landon finally came along, it mm. was like just this huge amount of love that manifested yeah. that. I couldn't believe it
1: yeah it's so so surreal
0: we were at a uh this coffee shop one time and we had landed in the car seat and kim and i were just looking at him like just in awe and this waitress comes by and goes wow you guys really like that baby
1: oh my god <laughs> yeah think because we've just been
0: staring at him we were like just it was just such an amazing thing yeah and yeah that whole i mean my friend joked uh, when he found out that we were going to have a baby, he was like, Oh, you get to teach him to hate all the things that you hate.
1: Yeah. Score.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny way of looking at it. But like when they start to learn things and you interact with them, like conversationally, yeah, it is mind blowing.
1: Yeah. He's getting there too. Like he's, finally actually saying words and his personality really is showing through
0: yeah so i heard like, him yesterday he was like down with the patriarchy <laughs> you heard him say that <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> like he yells at alexa these days and he goes <laughs> he doesn't quite say it but he's I'm like wow i think he catches my i yell at a robot and i'm like wow that's that's not cool <laughs> and he's catching up on my behavior i gotta. And yeah. we gotta stop swearing in the house because that's not good he's gonna catch it
0: yeah i don't know do your kids swear they do, but in their own time. Okay. Like they realize, like they're not, they never smoked cigarettes. They yeah. never drink. They never do any like the shit that they saw me doing. Yeah. I think we just figured out how to show them that adults do this. Kids do not. Right. And swearing was one of those things. Yeah. Like uh, he just, yeah. It wasn't until he started playing video games and had his own room to like just be in there. Yeah. And I heard him swearing in there, but he never even comes close to swearing when he's out in the real world.
1: Good. So it's like. (laughs) Good boy. That's perfect. That's a good balance.
0: And if he if he swears like crazy when he's at school, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love being in denial (laughs) like I want to the world is so fucking scary Yeah. like you were talking about being a helicopter parent dude I was a fucking helicopter parent (laughs) I used to hate going to the lake because I was constantly terrified that the kids were gonna drown
1: yeah oh man
0: um Landon's first birthday uh (laughs) or maybe he was somewhere between one one years old uh three he was three years old
1: (laughs) still scary age. got it
0: uh and my dad wanted to take him down the slide at the community center in town, yeah. and I was like, "How are you gonna, how are you gonna keep him above water?"
1: Oh my god! Nobody
0: goes down the slide, yeah. and like stands up
1: immediately.
0: No. And he's like, "Ah, no, I'll, will hold him up." I was like, "I don't know, man." So he does it once, barely keeps him above water. I'm mm-hmm. like, "This fucking sucks." Um, and then he went down a second time. Boom! No. Straight underwater. No. He walks over to me, like, all defeated <laughs> and just holds Landon up and hands him to me. And I'm like, yeah, get yeah. him here." <laughs> so from then on, I was just terrified of what. Walk- so yeah. that was the other thing is like, you experience this massive amount of love. You don't realize how terrifying the world is. Yeah. Until it's- you have a kid either. Yeah. Because I can take care of me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I'll inject myself into pretty much any situation. Yeah. Now that there's kids involved, yeah. like and there's so much consequence. Yeah, that it's just scary. It can be overwhelming, big time.
1: Yeah, but you, yeah, Colin's gonna be like, "Don't tell my wife that, cause <laughs> she's gonna keep being a helicopter mom." I'm trying. I'm trying to get out of that mindset.
0: It's I just innate. Uh, people used to give me shit, and I was like, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> like, the, I've grown out of it, sure, yeah. but like, let me fucking. Let me do my thing. Yeah, this is what allows me to be able to sleep at night.
1: Yes, One, yeah. Like
0: I, if I'm there for all of the things, so what? Right. Like right. eventually he he will let me know when he's had enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. like yeah. Landon started to let me know. Like I don't want to be picked up. I don't want to fucking good. Do yep, these and things. let him breathe a little bit. That's, yeah,
1: it's a little easier when you know what they're not gonna. Well, there's like he's gonna drive through drive soon, right? So that means a whole two, new set.
0: Two years. Two no. years. Kaylee and Landon will be driving,
1: and then two years after that, he'll get married, <laughs> like you did. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. And <sighs> yeah, in four years he'll be no, f- six years he'll be married, living in a trailer park. Let's not
1: talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's it's weird to think about that stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, I I did a whole lot of like. Just not giving a fuck about yeah. what other people thought. Like,
1: yeah. I don't ever see you thinking like that.
0: I like it. it was a it was more aggressive before.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: like, I just very much was like, man, I don't care. Yeah. I This is how I know that he's safe. Yeah. And he's doing awesome now. Yeah. He's on incredibly amazing independent and like, kind. Yeah. Respectful
1: to everybody else.
0: Every That's now nice. and then, because. This is the negative influence that I have had on the kids. It's like, obviously, I do a lot of things for the joke. I think a lot of shit's funny. Yeah. Those are the only times that I really see them getting in trouble is like, I think it'll be funny if I trip Kaylee while she's running full speed. (laughs) Like,
1: I can see Landon doing (laughs) that. Maybe Layla. I don't know. I don't know. Layla tried pushing me off the boat the other day. Yeah, exactly. See, like- What got into her?
0: Because, and that's my fault. I'm like- it would be hilarious if I bought, (laughs) I spent $300 on a video game convention without talking to Kim about it. Because I was like, wouldn't this be hilarious (laughs) if Landon and I got VIP tickets and just nerded the fuck out for a weekend. Yeah. But then you bring it to a, a rational adult and she's like, what the fuck? You can't just spend $300 without talking to me about it first.
1: Sean bought a, um, like, I don't know how, how much it is, but it's a go kart, And he didn't even like, talk with Amanda about it. <laughs> the next weekend it showed up. I'm like, it sounds like something similar. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we, we do this thing in our heads. YOLO. Where, where, well, it's just like, for some reason, I mean, you think about Hugh and that we're they're laughing constantly. Yeah. So for some reason, awesome. we view situations as, wouldn't it be funny if? Yeah. And then we just do the thing. <laughs> and we don't really think, it, because we were in this bubble of like, I mean, I mean, while Landon and Kaylee were growing up, mm-hmm. we only hung out with each other. We were over yeah. at Sean and Amanda's concert or yeah. we were hanging out with Matt or uh, Wally and Sam. Like we were just surrounded by family, yeah. and so it was just an echo chamber of "Wouldn't it be funny if?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Safe <we laughs> Browns, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. that. Why not?
0: So we just bounce shit off of each other. You and Scott
1: other. are the funniest in the family.
0: This guitar was like, I, would, uh, I don't even really know how to play guitar.
1: Yeah, you do. Ah, yeah. I, everything you touch turns to gold. <laughs> <laughs> you artistic I one. can
0: I can I know how to manipulate instruments. Yes. So because um of the computer, like I can manipulate stuff. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. But like I have no business buying a four hundred fifty dollar guitar.
1: <laughs> it looks pretty. It's very pretty. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's a lot of wouldn't it be funny if
1: <laughs>
0: So the kids get caught up in that. That's the wouldn't it be funny if that's the only like re- kind of regret that I have? Is like, why I love it, but, I
1: love it too. <laughs> but other
0: adults go, What it's not funny for your kid to yell penis like during a church service? Like,
1: that there's an ex- yeah, that that point, <laughs> would be but if they did
0: it in front of me, I would laugh. So, I'm a, I'm a bad influence in that
1: regard. <laughs> Has he done that
0: before? <laughs> not. In a church, no. Okay. <laughs> but penis has been said aloud for sure.
1: I used to yell that outside the window <laughs> on vacation <laughs> at the dolls. We'd go out and then we'd scream, penis, we did that.
0: Penises are hilarious. we all They're done funny that. things. Yeah. They look hilarious. How
1: we got here. They're like aliens. <laughs> um,
0: But at any rate, I mean, okay, so uh, at the end of each episode, I ask people kind of what advice they have for for listeners yeah, and the way that you were able to stay grounded mm-hmm. and uh like do the things that you enjoyed and not i i don't feel a lot of regret from you
1: no absolutely not so
0: i'm curious as to like how like advice that you would have for folks um
1: my advice is that don't be so serious about yourself because even though i i am it's really hard not to be but truthfully if you just think about it i'm gonna live and i'm gonna die you know, and we're all it's all of us, you know, and so even if this guy was super successful, it does it all. In the end, it's over, you know. So what the hell were we even regretting for? And um, like, even if I want to change my little robotic ways, I, ca- I can't. And, <laughs> and truthfully, I still feel happy, you know, and you definitely still it doesn't you know, everybody's happy. But we take ourselves so seriously. And in the end, all I want is that. Did you feel did you feel at least a little alive in this life because it's fleeting? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So just try to focus on not being so important and life is good.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: I I am so happy to be here. Um, <laughs> why did you pick me as a guest? <laughs> thank you. This is exactly why.
0: So, <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much again and to the listeners, be well to yourselves.